Spears. Damn you, old man! Wait, wait. Old ass man. Shut up, old man. You smell like fart. Fuck, you're old. Damn it, Wade. I'll tell you guys now. So the name of the show is Bald Black Nerds with a BBN. So while me and Superbook were having a conversation about what to do with the show, what to name the show, I suggested Bald Black Comics, which would make the acronym BBC. Javi said no. <laughs> Well, yo, not for any like insecurities or anything like that. I just felt, I just felt like it would be horrible for SEO. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Horrible. People Google BBC. Yeah, but it's usually for it's, it's either for news or it's for you know. Yeah, the British Broadcasting Company. You know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. What's going, on, everybody? Welcome to BBN, the Black Ball uh, Black News. Uh, comic, uh, what was it? Bob Black News comic book show. <laughs> I still think BB. I still think BBC would have been funner. I am your host, Old Man Wade. Uh, to the left of the screen, if you're looking at it, we got the superior Superwalk Octavius, and below him, we got um. Uh, I don't have a name for you yet. That's right. That's how I, I mean, like. You're, it. you're um. You're Prince Nubian. Prince Nubian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. That's your um. That's your comic book name. You're Prince Nubian. I wasn't sure if I was going to go something like Batman oriented, but I, you almost uh, ripped my head off when I said that when I called you uh, Batman's ward. <laughs> That's offensive. So since we're on the subject of uh, Batman, if you like my segue right there, today is the inaugural episode. We'll be talking about Batman. We'll be discussing the Batman and all Dark Knight related things. And the first thing I wanted to discuss was. Why is the why is Batman so popular? And for those of you who don't know, there was a time when Batman was going to get canceled. If it wasn't for uh, Frank Miller, who did the uh, Dark long, Knight Returns, Dark Knight Returns. If it wasn't for that and the long uh, long Halloween and all that, Batman was going to get canceled. So he's actually had one of the quickest evolutions, I would say, into stardom and comic book history, considering that it didn't take him long to like skyrocket to the top for him. I mean, I don't use Superman or Wonder Woman in those topics because they were ahead of the game. But Batman went from ashy to clashy, for the lack of a better term. So, Superwoke, why is Batman so popular? He's Hollywood. Period. Batman has been fortunate enough to be one of the first extremely, extremely successful movie comic book franchises that brought him, you know, it brought him to the masses again. And not, not to mention that, like, I think he's also had other successes outside of comic books that kept him in, in, in mainstream. And I'm, I'm including, you know, the sixties Batman franchise. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's a really iconic character. That's, part of Amer the American lexicon at this point, right? So, I mean, Batman is like American pie, like uh, 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 apple pie, right? Like, that's that's why he's popular. He's just, he's cemented in that pantheon of American mythology. That's it, really. 
Brandon, I know you're a you're not really a Batman stand, but you are a fan of what he does, and you acknowledge that like he can be a bit overrated at times. What are your thoughts on his popularity and how he's, I guess you know, come into being like as Hobby said, Hollywood? Because people like people like saying rich white people are underdogs, so he's the underdog in the DC DC universe. So it's like. We got the NCAA tournament going on, right? So whenever an Ivy League team like Harvard or Yale makes the uh, the NCAA tournament, people be like, oh, they're the underdogs. You got to root for the little guy. And I'm like, in what world is Harvard or Yale ever the little guy? Ever, ever. In what, in what world are they ever the little guy? They're not the little guy, ever. And this is what Batman is. Because Batman doesn't have any powers and he's just a dude, and he fights with Superman, who has all the powers, and Wonder Woman, who has all the powers, and Green Lantern, who's like a god, and Aquaman is like an underwater god, and he's just a white dude that's rich, that got that fights and never gives up. And so they like him because of that, and I get that. Also, they got the detective shit. He's got the cop thing going on for him, where he's like, he's the good cop because he takes down all the bad cops along with all the bad people in the city. So I get it. Like he's very interesting. And honestly, and we'll hopefully we'll talk about it later, but that 60s Batman show was such a big deal. Like if you ever yeah. read there's like documentaries on it. But yeah. I don't think people today understand like just how big of a deal that show was at the time. Uh and how many people watched that show and just like how impactful it was. And you know, that was people's parents, right? My parents, my dad was born in 1954. So that was right when he was a teenager, right in his wheelhouse. And so what did my dad teach me? He taught me about Batman. <laughs> so let's, you know what, while we're there, this was going to come up a little bit later, but let's start right there. You um, have said this on a podcast before, that may not come out since we're doing this one, but you've been on record by saying that Bat- the 1960s Batman is the most comic book accurate Batman. Why is that? Because that's a, that's a, honestly, it's a bold statement. And I'm not sure how many people would agree with you, but you've talked about it before, and it's a really good point. So, obviously, the tone of those shows is not reflected in modern-day Batman. Uh, It was reflected in, like, the 60s and the 50s. Like, Batman, if you ever, ever, like, watch, I forget the DC app, but if you go on the DC app and read old Batman, in the 50s and 60s, it's like, sci-fi Batman, Batman fighting in space, Batman fighting blue alien guy, like wild, just wild shit. And then, as you brought up earlier, you had, Batman had a little down, like a down moment, and then they had Dark Knight Returns came out, and that was gritty, dark, brooding, angry, loner Bruce, and that story blew up. And then from there, people were like, and then you had the Killing Joke, which is another dark story that people liked. I hated it, but people liked. And then people were like, oh, we got to make dark, brooding Batman. And so in all of the media that we get in modern times, you get a, a, some facsimile, facsimile of the Dark Knight Returns Batman. But if you actually like read the comic books, like if you watch those 1960 shows, it was hokey and, and and campy, but if you watch it, all of all Batman did was 
He got caught up in a situation that he looked like he couldn't get out of. And then he found a way to get out of it. And a lot of the ways were absurd and ridiculous and insane. But he always found a way. Just like everybody makes the joke in the in the movie from the 60s when he used shark repellent, right? Bat repellent to get rid of the shark. Like he just had to, he just had it on him. But if you actually read the comic books of Batman, he gets himself in the most implausible situations. And then he gets out of them. (laughs) They still bring up bat shark repellent to this day. I swear I read a a Batman book within the past year or so where they made a mention to that. Yeah. He's always, if you read the Quarter Owl story, if you read Death in the Family, like he's in a no-win situation. And then he pulls something out of his ass and he gets out of it. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's that is Adam West to a T. They just give you all the Frank Miller ambiance around it. Old man, you're on mute. You're mute, old man. Um, So to your point about the Batman series being hokey, like if you look past that, you're 100% right when it comes to like Batman always being prepared and always having something in a way to win out of any situation. Yeah, sure, the bat shark repellent is a little goofy, but let's be honest, that would be something Batman would have. Like, there are things that would repel a shark away from him. Granted, his leg should have been gone. But even then, <laughs> Batman's armor is, you know, it's it's pristine. So it, it does make a little sense as goofy as it is. Uh, Superwolf, what are your thoughts on the 1960s Batman and its influence? Or is it the best? And is it the best comic book accurate Batman? I mean, we talked about um, Batman, live action Batman recently, or Batman outside the comic books, and we rated different shows and movies and I, I think I remember giving that a perfect score um, and much of that has to do with what Brandon just said like it's I don't know it's as campy as it is it's pure Batman it doesn't pull any punches it's like the issue with comic book movies the issue with the Batman movies that actually weren't good you know the studios got involved and you know they wanted to do all this cross promotional stuff no like i feel like the people involved with the batman 60s show took whatever lsd they took at the time any whatever popular <laughs> drug it was at the time read a bunch of batman comics and went ham like that's it's a great great series and that bat the the batman movie where he dehydrated the one with the with the, the bat shock repellent was yeah where the plot was to dehydrate all the world leaders like you had the joker and the penguin like like that was one of the greatest comic book live action crossovers of all time sorry endgame but um <laughs> uh it, it was Hobby, you crazy. love you love the Batman, right? And in the Batman, yeah. um, Robert Pattinson's Batman is figuring out these riddles, right? And, and he's the only one that's figuring them out. If you watch the 60s Batman, right, whenever the Riddler shows up, the Riddler would say a riddle, and he'd be in there with Chief O'Hare and Commissioner mm-hmm. Gordon and Dick, and they'd be like, I don't understand what's going on. And Batman would just be like, oh, this is the answer. And yeah, he just know the answer just immediately. Oh, this is this. <laughs> that's exactly where I was going to get to next with my my love of the sixties and why it. Damn it, yo, yeah, we're gonna have to. There's a lot of stuff we disagree with. I know that, but this is one we don't. Um, Batman is a detective. He is the detective, yes. right? Like I don't like he's he's definitely the, one of the greatest. He's not the greatest fighter in DC, right? There's a there's 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 quite a few people that can outfight Batman. If we're going to be real, right? Like he's not the strongest, 
whatever, none of that. His if he had any superpower, it would be his willpower and his ability to solve freaking crimes, bro. And they yeah. did that in the sixties. Like that shit was crazy. You just had him. You had who's the guy? I forgot his name. Um, West Adam West. You had Adam West just chilling, like you know, the any crime, anything. He's just like you, you know, you know, Dick. It's just, it's just, oh, I loved it. It was magical. And I watched it. And then at the too, end, bro. Dick yeah. would be like, Batman, how'd you know to do this? Yeah. Well, you know, remember, remember like three days ago when the Riddler was over there doing this, I fi- I, I noticed him do this little tiny yeah. thing that nobody else noticed. And that's how I was able to figure it out. And I was like, that's Batman. Really in, the, in the 60s, there was a lot of connections. Um, Catwoman, black Catwoman, a black Catwoman. Let's let's say that one more time. A black catwoman. We're getting grief for them having a black uh 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 little mermaid in 2022, right? We're talking about a black catwoman in the 60s. And then Adam had, West, like, yo, yo, crazy. Adam West and Eartha Kitt kissing was the second ever interracial kiss mm-hmm. after that Star Trek episode. Bro. I also want to add that. We've also seen a black Catwoman in the Harley Quinn show, which has been absolutely oh, yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that coming back? That's a good point. Oh man, I forgot about that. So, I also want to um, add that I asked a buddy of uh, a buddy of mine, Dee Sweets. I asked him like, "Hey, what are your thoughts on Batman?" Because since we're recording, and I figured I get some people in who actually know the character, I asked him to send a voice note like, "Hey, what do you think about?" Batman, what are your thoughts on Batman? And he had just, oh God, he's laughing at the thing he said. So here we go. All right, what's going on? This is, I almost forgot my name. I always forget my name when it comes time to promote myself. It's uh, Didi. Uh, some of y'all may know me on Twitter and Instagram is Hey Didi Sweets. Yeah, let's just keep it at that because I don't do anything else really other than complain about anime and movies and play video games and also complain about those but um, our demographic uh, my thoughts on Batman as a character I don't have an issue with him um for the movie studio that owns him I have several issues with them um but you didn't ask me to talk about that so sorry uh, yeah, Batman, I don't have an issue with him. I don't have an issue with the people he uh, rolls with. Um, I just, I don't know. I honestly don't know what to say about him because it's like you grew, you grow up with somebody and you're at the point where you're kind of tired of him, but you still tolerate him because of like, the shit outside of the comics like the Batman for for instance love that movie great take on the character enjoyed it immensely um other Batman movies not so much um Batman comics other than the imposter which is fucking amazing and just a great take on the character that's it I mean and I haven't gotten to all the stuff Tom King has uh, written for him. That goes without saying. Dude's a motherfucking legend. But does this make any sense? Batman's all right. Now, I know you didn't ask for this. Here we go. say it anyway. So here we go. So D.D. Sweets is one of my favorite people in the world. But once he was like, you didn't ask for this, I'm like, all right, here we go. Because you know me. Um, if anybody 
from WB Studios is listening to this wonderful man talk his shit. Um, can y'all just let Joker go? <laughs> can you just let him go? Like, seriously, I'm, I'm tired of fucking Joker. Live stream, uh, pages, whatever. I need more emphasis on other characters. Where, where's, where's Clayface at? I mean, why don't you guys run Mr. Freeze back? Two-Face. Shit, read Batman 89. Batman 89 is great. Um, And that's an interesting take on uh, Two-Face. But Joker, I'm talking... Let him go. Let him go. So, yes. <laughs> so, you know, let's, let's get right into it because that's actually a topic that we were actually going to discuss. Um, I am on the side of my man Dee Sweets here. We do not need Batman. We don't need Joker in a Batman project. I, I just I don't see the I don't necessarily see the reason for it. I know I'm probably in the minority of people because I know everybody loves a Joker. He's like, you know, he's one of the greatest supervillains of all time. I absolutely agree with that. I think he's one of the greats. Like he's obviously a legend. But just but just like Lex Luthor isn't the end-all be-all for Superman movies, Superman, while they're his nemesis and while it's a great way to go, you don't necessarily need to throw him in every Batman project. As Superwolf will pontificate later about the Batman, it didn't need the Joker to be great. We look at the X-Men movies. I honestly think that they could have stopped with Magneto after the first movie. They didn't need him in the second one at all. If we're being honest, it would have been kind of cool if he wasn't in the second one and then kind of pops up in the third one looking old like he did in one of the deleted scenes. So, Brandon, you obviously had a lot to say <laughs> about all of that. So what are your thoughts on, first off, what are your thoughts on what he said about, we don't really need to get into that. What are your thoughts on the Joker and the Batman? I um, I agree 100% with DD, uh, and that's part of the reason why I just liked the Batman and didn't think it was like great, but I liked it. I mean, okay, let me take this back. As a film, I thought it was great. Uh, and I said this in our group chat. It reminds me of Logan. Although I actually liked this film. I, I hated Logan, so that's different. Um, but both films as oh, movies wait, wait, are wait, great. Wait, wait, go. Did you hate Logan the movie or did you hate it as a comic book film? It's a comic book film, isn't it? You hated it in general. No, it's a great movie. It's a great okay. film directed. Okay, that's, like that's, that's It's that's a great directed film, an active film. It's a terrible comic book film. And it's a terrible Wolverine film. And a terrible X-Men film. And it's a terrible film in the context of the universe that they created. I didn't create that universe. They created it. All right. Um, we'll save this for the Wolverine. I'll, I'll add this as a voice note. To, I'll add this to the notes for a Wolverine um, episode. But continue. But this is very similar to that, except I actually like this movie. So I can't say I hated the Batman, but I'm tired of dark, brooding, loner, angry Bruce. And then on top of that, they made not only was he dark, brooding, lonely and angry. He was a hater, emo and for some reason, angry at Alfred for not being his daddy. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Like, why is it got to be all this negativity? And then I'm like, okay, this is supposed to be year two Batman, right? This is the Batman 
this dude, this emo dude, you want me to believe is about to adopt a board and train him to be his partner? That dude is going to be a father figure? You know, Batman's not a great father. He's a father. He's not a good father, but he's a father. That dude doesn't look like he wants any interest in being a father anytime in the near future. And so, but maybe they're not going to go that route, which is why I get angry. Because I'm like, how many times do I have to watch a Batman movie where there's no Robin? How many times do I have to watch a Batman movie where there's no Barbara? How many times do I watch a Batman movie where there's no Nightwing? If you want to do it later in his career, right? When they did Ben Affleck. When I heard Ben Affleck was going to be Batman, I was like, oh, shit. We're going to get Nightwing. We're going to get a whole Bat family because it's going to be like in his late 40s. We're going to have a whole Bat family. I tune in and fucking Dick Grace is dead and his suit is in a glass case with a fucking battle axe in his hand because he kills people and there's no Jason anywhere to be found and there's no Barbara anywhere to be found. What the fuck am I watching? Like, what am I doing? Like, what is this? So I say all that to say I'm watching the Batman. I'm already a little annoyed because of that, but they did such a great job the Riddler and such a good job acting with the story. Jeffrey Wright was great. That I really enjoyed the movie and I'm watching this movie and then we get to the end of the movie and I go, Oh no. Oh no. I know they're not about to do this. I know they're not about to do this. And they don't say his name, but then you hear that stupid ass laugh and you go, God damn. Now, part of me read the war of jokes and riddles and was like, that would be fucking awesome to see that in the movie. But then I'm like, I just saw Joaquin Phoenix Joker, which is another movie like the Batman and like Logan, because it was fantastically acted. Joaquin Phoenix was incredible in Joaquin that film. Phoenix was, Joaquin Phoenix was great. The rest of that movie was ass. As a comic book movie and as a movie in general, I was bored to fucking tears. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't a, good, it wasn't a Joker universe, movie. Though. It wasn't a Joker it's a, movie. It's a, it's a, I will give Hobby. I will give you this. As much as I detested that movie, yeah. it is a good alternate reality. Yeah. And that's a good and that's the thing with me, like even before people were really into like when comics were just getting into the whole multiverse thing, because they're trying to figure out like, how do we how do we refresh these characters that, that's been around for half a century or whatever? Right. Like, I actually like it. Like, I, I'm really into like and especially since I, I, I read a lot of manga and I watch a lot of anime, like I'm very accustomed to to wild, almost um, um, on character like 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 wild takes on characters that even go against what we're used to so for me that wasn't a problem but i get what you're saying yeah but then you know we just saw joaquin phoenix right we just saw jared leto this is what in the last what five years we saw joaquin phoenix we saw jared leto there's heath ledger there there's jack nicholson there's mark hamill in the cartoons how many jokers do I need to like every fuck every other movie is the Joker? Every other Batman movie, Joker. Bro, listen. He's got so many other villains. I need y'all to relax. I need y'all to fucking relax. Okay? Listen. Saying you want a Batman without Joker is like saying you want peanut butter without jelly. I don't need peanut, I don't need jelly. So I'm cool with that. Whatever. I don't think anybody okay. said we don't want the Joker. I'm saying yeah. we just saw the nigga. I, I, <laughs> we just saw him. Yo, you just saw nigga. <laughs> I know. We just saw the Batman too. We just got yo. Like, like if you think about it, like how many Batman universe movies have we had in the past like decade? A lot. 
Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, the reason why we have so many is because each time they come out, the fandom is so excited. Again, Batman goes beyond comics, so everybody, your, your grandma is excited about a new Batman movie. We all go, go watch it. It makes a billion dollars. We call it the best thing ever. And then two months later, we think about it for a little bit. We go like, yo, this shit was shit. And then the studio was like, we made a billion dollars on the last one, so we got to make a new one, but we can't do the next one the same way we did the old one because nobody's going to watch it, right? So that's why we keep... I mean, I think that's the business reason why we're getting a lot of Batman movies, but I think there's room. I think if we allow people... I think the successes that we saw from this from from this recent Batman movie and in the, in, in the critical success we saw from the, the, um, the Snyder cut of the Justice League shows that, yo, these characters, again, they're part of like our american mythos right so we can kind of we can we can use them we can recycle them um we just can't be afraid to go different 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 routes with them to make them interesting i mean i think this is year two batman right that doesn't mean he's been batman for two years right it means that he's been batman for a year and this is the second year he's being batman right so he's young bro um and he in a lot of the things um his 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 relationship with alfred is still developing like his relationship with gotham is still developing i think they did it i mean the fact that we didn't see a bunch of pearls getting thrown on the floor and some rich white people getting murdered yo that was great that's a plus that was that was freaking great and and again and batman was a detective in this movie um i get the i've talked to a lot of people about the fact that he was brooding and kind of emo and all this stuff and i get that i 100 percent get that but i'm thinking about the type of man that Batman's become in the comic books. I'm like, yo, this dude definitely was a piece of shit when he was in his early 20s. Right? Like, you can just tell, like, yo, this dude doesn't even, like, say a positive thing about anything ever. Like, you try to have a conversation with him, he gives you the silent grimace. Right? Like, I think this is a real, I think this is a real good start. Like, I I, I would love this version of Batman to get a chance to evolve, and I think that um, I have a lot of faith in the team behind this Batman. And I think that um, Brandon, people like you will be happy if they're allowed to um, push this. I was happy. I love Matt Reeves. I enjoyed the movie. It's just a lot like I don't like movies that make I don't like depictions of Batman that make Bruce Bruce Wayne worthless. He was worthless in that movie. So let me say this. I absolutely disagree that. Let me just say I absolutely disagree. There are moments in the movie where I did feel that Bruce Wayne was Batman. Excuse me, was useless. However, no, 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 no. See, you're changing it. Not Batman. I'm not talking about the character. I'm talking about Batman versus Bruce. Oh, Bruce! Bruce was worthless in that movie. Um, I just, uh, he, yeah, mm, yeah. I agree. It's Bruce Wayne is. We all know the the um the common thing where it's just like. Bruce Wayne is the mask and Batman is the actual person. We've heard it a million times. We know how that goes. Blah blah blah. However, something Javi said that I wanted to comment on, but I wanted him to get wanted him to get his shit off. Yep. Batman was brooding because he lost his parents. And unfortunately, people don't realize how much losing someone takes out of a person, and especially his parents at such a young age. And I wasn't necessarily I laughed and I giggled when Bruce went when um Bruce was like, You're not my daddy. And I was just now I made the joke like from Shrek, like, do it wrong, like I love you, daddy, and all those jokes about him in general. But if we're being completely honest about it, there's no guarantee 
that Bruce would be able to get over the laws of his parents and that he wouldn't end up this really emo, um, recluse, introverted person. And the idea of he hasn't created this Bruce Wayne persona yet. He's only been Batman a couple of years. He's still trying to really figure out who he is. So I wasn't necessarily mad at seeing him be this person. It was also due to my my homie and writer, Steve Van Sampson, writer of The Bone Eater King out in stores and on Amazon now, that he brought up that like it's an introverted, like he's introverted Batman. And then it started making me think that the idea is like he hasn't created this character yet. Bruce Wayne is a character. He's not this person. Bruce Wayne, the person, is the the guy we see when he's with Catwoman or he's when he's with Nightwing or when he's with Alfred, that's actually the Bruce Wayne person. And it's still kind of Batman. So he hasn't created this person yet because he hasn't needed to. And after he grabbed that dude who's worked with the Riddler and he says, who are you? And he goes, vengeance. I think that's going to end up being the moment that we see him create this person, this Bruce Wayne person for the public. Because he now he realizes that he has to be more than just vengeance. He has to be more than just the Dark Knight and the Batman and the Protector of Gotham. So, so I, th- I would, I so would I be cool with that. Except every Batman movie, he's this way. Like every one, he's dark, dark, brooding, lonely. And then when you read the comic books, both of y'all read the comic books. That's not who Batman is. He's always around his family. He's always doing, he's always, or with the Justice League. He's not, I'm by myself, leave me alone. I don't want no help. But every time we see him in the movies, that's who he is. But he he grew into that, even in the comic books. Like, there's a couple of, like, he's betrayed to just, dude had a freaking contingency plan to kill everybody. Well, even, like, Hobbit, let's, go, like, let's go way before that was Batman yeah. Year One. Yeah. When we- when he wasn't like that, or the mm-hmm. Batman New 52, when him and Alfred were butting heads about who he was, mm-hmm. and Alfred had to talk him into being Bruce Wayne. You need to do this, otherwise you're going to lose your money. Mm-hmm. And granted, in the comic books now, we're seeing that Batman can, Bruce Wayne can still be Batman without the cash flow. It's cool. It's different. And as all of us here understand that comic book movies are in an alternate reality. There still needs to be some connections to the comic books that people understand. Otherwise, and this is, otherwise we're going to get to a topic where it's like, is the Batman something that's going to flourish? Now on to another topic, because this is something we could go on forever. I do have one more thing. Let me get my one more point. My one more point is, the DCEU started in 2011, okay? Mm-hmm. Just so y'all know, 2011. We're in 2022. The MCU started in 2008. So it had a three-year head start, all right? Since the MCU has started, they have given us, we've gotten Guardians of the Galaxy, and we're going to have Nova before we've gotten any of the Bat family besides Batman. Any of them. Yeah, we got Moon Knight before Robin. Any of them. Robin, <laughs> Nightwing, older Robin, Nightwing, Jason as Robin, Jason as the Red Hood, yeah. Tim Drake as Robin, Damien as Robin, Barbara, yeah. Kate, none of them. Zilch. We've got none of them. All we get is, but we've gotten three Jokers. Mm. But DC has to, DC doesn't have the 
I don't know. We, I don't know. Man wants to get off of this, right? But yo, if DC made the type of money and had the quality of this, this is what pisses me off. Okay, because we could have had a Robin movie a long fucking time ago. A long. Imagine if. Imagine if. What was the um the first uh Superman movie in the MCU? It was Batman. I mean Superman. Man of Steel. Man of Steel. There you go. If Man of Steel was a critical and commercial success, everything would look different right now. But the fucking studio gets in the way. If you want to be angry at anybody, get married. Get get mad. If you want to get mad at anybody, get mad at Warner Brothers. Can I right? be honest? I think that uh, Man of Steel was the best DCU project that they put out. No, I, it- I love Man of Steel. I, it's one of the few movies that I specific it's, one of, it's actually the only DCEU movie that I own specifically because when I saw that in theaters I said to myself I need to see this again a lot of these just a lot of these movies and that's I think the biggest problem when it comes to the DCEU and why you see such a drop off and not even just with the DCEU you see a drop off with Wonder Woman you I mean not just with um, um you see this drop off with Venom. You see this drop off with other Sony projects. You see this, this that same drop off with Uncharted. But you don't see this drop off with Spider-Man Away From Home because it has replay value. It's not just something that takes itself too seriously. It does have these really great emotional moments. But there's also points where you're like, I need to see this again because I need to feel this again. I need to see this again because I may have missed something that I didn't catch at the end of the movie, which is, I think, an appeal that the Batman has. I want to see that again. Some movies, I'm like, I'm satiated. I'm cool. I don't need to see this again. I'm happy. The Batman is such a good movie that I said to myself, I will watch this again. I'm going to purchase this movie because I want to own it. And that brings me to your point, Javi, about you saying the Batman is... You can correct me if I'm wrong. The quintessential Dark Knight project. Yeah, in my opinion, and and the thing is, I you're gonna get more Batman. You're gonna you're gonna get this Batman like this. It it because again, one the studio got out the way. It's clear that the studio got out the way. The shit was three hours long. Studio studios don't want that, right? Like they, they want that. They you, want that. Yeah. Well, Batman and, and Superman just, was three hours long too. Yeah, you know what? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But it, it, I can tell you, I, I, it it really looks because I'm looking at like I did pay attention to some of the stuff that the director did um, before this. Matter of fact, they made a Batman movie that was based off of um, the Seven, based off of Seven, which is one of the most brutal, craziest movies ever, right? And again, that only happens when the studio trusts the people creating this movie. Yeah, and that's Matt what is great. Yeah, and so that movie is great, and it and, and not only was it critically acclaimed, not only was it great for comic book fans, even though you know we argue here and there over it, but most of us agree that it's a great movie, right? But it's commercially successful. They they're printing money off of this movie. This is their first MCU level hit. No, it's not. Aquaman made a billion dollars. Yeah, but you look back. What are we gonna when we look back? Right. What are we going to see as more of an MCU type success? The most MCU film they made was Shazam. That was the most MCU movie that they made. So I think you're kind of making my point here because Shazam is probably their first, like, almost. It's their best movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
But here's what you I'm know? saying to old man. Old man, and I think Javi, you'll agree with me 100%. I enjoyed Man of Steel for what it was, but like old man hasn't watched Superman and Lois. If you watch Ooh, Superman yeah. and Lois, and then you watch Man of Steel, you will see why that was a bad idea. Yeah. Why that was a horrible, no, I horrible say idea. I would, don't say horrible. Man of Steel was a solid movie. And if and if they could, and I, and I misspoke, Man of Steel was great. The issue was the follow-ups to Man of Steel, because I think they listened to a lot of like the fan complaints and stuff like that. But If you think dark yeah, brooding uh, Batman is bad, dark brooding Superman Who's supposed to be the beacon? Like his whole thing is he's the beacon of hope. He's he's the brightest person. He's the he's the god among humans. But he li- he chooses to live among humans, even though he's a god, and he brings all that light. We can li- we can literally have a whole, and I really want to do that. Like like oh man, you know, we can literally have a whole episode about brooding Superman and all that stuff. But like I, you know what, Harry. Plain and simple. Joker, the Joker isn't going anywhere. Period. Complain all you want. The Joker's gonna be a a a a, a it's gonna be part of Batman. Any new Batman, right? Either the first movie or the second movie is gonna involve the Joker. That's their problem. Period. It's a crutch. They can't let go. That's what, and that, that's yeah. that's part of the problem, I think, is like it's a crutch. And this is one of the reasons why when when the First, let me just say that the Batman's made over six hundred million as of the time we're recording. That's a big number considering that it's the COVID. People, <laughs> COVID people still scared to go to the movies and like it's. Y'all it's, gotta it's, stop giving them the benefit of the doubt. Oh man, go look at my Spider-Man No Way Home made in the middle of a pandemic when it was worse. But it's it's different because it's Spider-Man, it's Tom Holland, it's Marvel. Hold it's on, Batman. hold on. Spider-Man. This is Batman you're talking about. It's different. It's absolutely different. And the reason that is different is because Spider-Man is fa- it's family friendly. So that's like people like you can't take everybody to go see the Batman. What choice is that? You can't take everyone to go see Deadpool either, and that makes a ton of fucking money. Whose choice was it to make Batman like that? That has nothing to do with it. I'm just telling you. Oh. Apples, ap- apples and oranges. But, it, okay, we'll, we'll just take the Spider-Man part out of it. Let's just take yeah. the Spider-Man part out of Weren't it. Weren't they both PG-13? Let, let's, take, let's take the Spider-Man part out of it. It's still backed by Disney. It still has the Marvel brand, and it still has the appeal of Tom Holland. Those are three things that Spider-Man had over Batman. Batman had one huge thing hanging over it, and that is Robert like Pattinson. And I wanted to tell everybody when I said when I said when they cast him years ago, I said, give him a chance. And Yo, I said, me and old man, me and old man were like straight up getting getting axes thrown at us for supporting, <laughs> supporting yeah, the like, Yo, no. vampire, bro. Oh, like, dog, have y'all seen Tenet? And it was bro. like, what does that have to do with anything? I was like, Robert Pattinson was Bruce Wayne in Tenet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Don't get it twisted. And no matter how you feel about the movie Good Time, he was good in that movie. Robert Pattinson is a good actor. As shitty as Twilight was, he did his fucking job in that movie. Yeah. And he was good in those, in those horrible-ass fucking movies. And that $600 million is off the back of word of mouth. It's off the back of word of mouth. And it's, and it's one of the best part one, quote-unquote, superhero movies of all time when it comes to gross. And- I'm not gonna go that far. Y'all are, y'all are being no, so no, nice. No, this I'm is Batman we're talking about. This is I'm Batman. Talking, I'm talking about the numbers. That 600 million dollar amount 
as far as like the first movies in these superhero te- uh, superhero franchises, because technically this is a first movie because I'm giving them and I'm not giving them too much grace because I'm giving them I'm, I'm giving it because it was so different. The fact that they had freaking Twilight vampires in this shit, right, was a risk, right? So I'm giving them the credit and saying this is a part one. And part one to superhero movies, usually you usually wait till part two when it gets popular to get the really big gross. If 600 million at this point we're seeing for Batman part one, part two in a post-COVID world is going to make all the money in this the movie world. Made, and put uh, this movie's down. made a hundred million dollars more than Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings. A well, Batman movie. A Shang-Chi. Batman movie. No, you're comparing Batman to Shang-Chi. Think about this now. Batman, Shang-Chi. Don't disrespect Shang-Chi. That's what I'm, I'm talking about movies. to mainstream audience, to the masses. But Shang-Chi got Batman. big off of word of mouth too. Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi got big off of word of mouth as well, bro. But also you want to remember it's also, the Mar- it's also the Marvel Disney umbrella yeah. with, with, uh, with like you got again, let me say it like this. And we all know this phrase, Disney money. There's therein lies the problem with that. And Brandon, I understand everything you're saying, but there's one thing that you have held your hat on when it comes to DC. And it's specifically that their movies have been trashed for a very long time. And That's people true. And people have realized that their movies have been trashed for a very long time. And that's because valid. of that, that's another, that's a big crutch about it. Because even my wife, who was like, you really want to go see this, it's a DC Comics movie. And other people were like, I'm not going to go see it, it's a DC Comics movie. It wasn't until a lot of people realized that it wasn't part of the DCEU, and as Javi said, the word of mouth, it changed people's idea of what they were getting into because they realized that this is a fresh start for that. So there was a lot riding against the Batman and this is why I put a lot of props and admiration for what these this creative team has done for DC Comics the movie franchise. Yep. And don't forget China got uh, I'm I'm reading a Forbes article. Uh so let me just can I just quote this real quick here. So uh the Batman 300 million domestic on Sunday. So that that the uh, the Sunday that it, it that the weekend that it aired, right? It made 300 million on that Sunday. Right? 600 million worldwide. Now, that is the second biggest grossing straight reboot domestically behind Spider-Man Homecoming and fourth worldwide behind Man of Steel. All right. So like that's really and, a and reboot, you got to keep in mind yeah, this is 100% a reboot. And then you got to, and also that number is based on the fact that 42% of theaters in China were closed. And guess what else time. is happening? Javi? Half of the theaters in China were closed. Guess what else is happening? We're getting Batman again on the Flashpoint. And guess what Flashpoint is doing? Rebooting the DCEU. So, Brenda, you read DC. Yes. DC, DC, as far as multiverses go, especially since the first crisis sees. <laughs> DC is all about the multiverse. The comics. If you read the comics, you're yes. gonna see that one comic in the same week Batman will be dead. Same week Batman is friggin' I don't know marrying Catwoman, and then also he's friggin' I don't know he lost all his money. That's DC. So I'm if you like I I don't I think the audience I think Marvel DC should thank Marvel I think Marvel has kind of like prepared the audience audiences for these types of 
things where you have multiple characters um in different universes but i don't think it's going to be a problem bro like i especially since the whole point of flashpoint is destroy like all this can be all of these Batman variants, right? DC can very well say, like, all this is due to the events of Flashpoint. And then, you know what? We can have <laughs> Batmans in the same year. <laughs> they they should have taught us these things. Yeah. But you know, you know the funny thing about that is, and um, I want to move on after this, because we, <laughs> I didn't expect this to be such a hot topic, but um, yeah. I it's also, Batman. You know, that's also true. The one part I think that we're all forgetting is that it's Warner Brothers, and are we giving them too much credit for having the idea that Flashpoint is what it is? Because I agree with you. I agree that this could be something that they're like, hey, we have all these Batman because of Flashpoint. We have all of these alternate universes because of Flashpoint. Like, and again, I'll say, and I, and I will bring this up every time we bring up Peace, every time we bring up a DC Comics project in 2022, Peacemaker is a prime example of DC doing something fantastic. Oh, that- so good. And it's in the DCEU. Mm-hmm. The Suicide Squad is in the DCE, DCEU. It's further proof that you don't necessarily need a well-known character as long as you have Thank you. as long as you have the creative team behind it. Yeah, this, I agree. Thank you. Thank but, you, old man. But that also brings yes. up and that's why like I really do feel that we need someone like and there's also something else that's brought up in a lot of comic book movies where, like, they, they don't do the... Uh, the Batman did it well, where they had an A villain and they had a B villain. The Marconi family or the Marcone family, I can't remember how to pronounce Falcone family, excuse me. They were the B villain. Uh, Penguin was kind of the C villain, but you can still kind of say he's in the Carmine family or Falcone family. You can also say that Riddler was the main villain here. So there are ways that... Joker could be involved and he could be the B villain. And I haven't, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that because specifically, like, Joker's going to bring in money. It's just, well, that's just what it is. Well, but the like, Joker was supposed to be much more involved in that film. Uh, so I don't, he like was, yeah. So apparently he, he was kind of like the Hannibal Lecter of some sorts. Uh, I think he was going to help Batman kind of solve it or something. I, I don't know what the exact, um, what his exact role was, but they did cut him out. And if you do a Google search for the Joker and the Bat and Matt Reeves Batman, you'll see like a good. Um, you can you actually find uh, a clip that was cut from the final um, movie. DC has a Batman and a Joker problem in both movies and comics. Old man knows this. Go look at the comic book charts and look at DC, and go look at their top fifteen selling comic books, and I guarantee you, seventy percent of them. Or Batman, Batman adjacent comic books. The movies. We had Batman and Superman. Batman was in the Suicide Squad movie. Batman was in the Justice League. Then we have another Batman movie. We've had it since DC has started redoing movies. We've had five Batman adjacent movies. All of them just Batman. And then we've had three Jokers in the last 10 years. Why? Like, but it's if it's, you, it's a reason you introduce think, your characters yeah. like this is what I always say, and I always say this about the MCU. People know who Iron Man is now, people know who Captain America is now. Mm-hmm. These were not A-list characters. Marvel made them into A-list characters by telling good stories yeah. and making good movies. You can make a lot of money with characters that people don't know if you tell good stories. And here's the thing: 
the DC characters people know because they're gods. Hey, hey, Brandon, 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 hold that thought for when we get into the, uh, the one of the topics you brought up later because I think that's important to mention okay. the news. Uh, before we move on from this, real quick, what do you guys think of the Joker's new look hobby? I like it. I mean, it's it's hard to tell where exactly you're going with before you listen to Matt Reeves' explanation. So it looks like this Joker has a congenital disease that he grew up with, which made him have a permanent smile, which apparently caused his psychotic breakdown um, over time. So uh, I like it because it's kind of it's in it's intrinsic to who the Joker is going to become. So I don't know. I, I trust Matt Reeve enough to 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 after this last movie, you know, I trust him enough to um, let him do what he's doing and see where it goes. So I have no problem with it. Uh, Brandon, what you got? I hate it because I don't give a shit why he has a perfect <laughs> smile because he's the fucking Joker. I'm not supposed to know. That's like, I hate getting sidetracked, but that's part of the reason why I didn't like the Joker as a concept because the movie as a concept, because like the entire interesting thing about the Joker is that he's the agent of chaos and you don't know anything about him. He's just this enigma in this world doing insane shit. I don't need to know how he became the Joker or his background or this and that. I just want to see the Joker fuck shit up. So if I mean the look is fine, but like why are you telling me that he had a some type of disorder and he's got like I don't care. I just want to see this weird motherfucker with his like the and the death of the family, the Joker fucking sewed his face onto his face and it was just like a sewed on face. It's creepy as fuck. It's crazy. I he didn't had his eyes me. around it because there was necrotia going on. There was a necrotic thing going over his face because it was dying because it wasn't attached to anything anymore. And I thought that was absolutely brilliant. To your point, Snyder never told us why he did it. You know, that was one of the reasons. That was one of the issues I had with the bat with um the Joker movie. Who asked for this? No one asked for a Joker or Joker origin story. No one. A part of it is the mystique. It's not like when we found out who Logan was. It was something that people actually really wanted to know because, like, where, why is why are his powers like this? How did he become Logan? Where did he start with the cigars? Where did the whole thing with the bub come from? So finding out that story in the comic books made sense, but actually finding out who the Joker is, as your point is, I don't think anybody makes any sense. To his look, I didn't even notice a smile. Um, again, my buddy Steve Van Sampson pointed out best that it really does look like he was dipped in a bunch of chemicals and came out really weird. So it's a realistic look. I think it's cool, but um, I'm going to hold out judgment. As a new phrase, I'm going to hold out any opinion on this Joker until we see it because I'm not really a big fan of the guy they picked for him, but, you know, it is what it is. So I wrote an article about the reasons to and not to live in Gotham. I can't wait to hear you guys react. I can't wait to hear you guys reacting to this. I'm just going to wait for you guys to blurt something out if you have something to say. Uh, pro, rent is probably cheap. What's probably cheap? The rent in Gotham is probably cheap. Nah. Yo, downtown Gotham definitely, downtown Gotham definitely gentrified. That's downtown Gotham. What about regular Gotham? I think I Gotham's know. closest allegory is probably Chicago. I'm guessing. Yeah. I think that's what yeah. they go after. Uh, Chicago's kind of expensive, yeah. and that's the thing that I like. That's another thing I like 
it, it actually connects to this 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 point you're making, oh man. What the Batman did well is showing the size of Gotham. Cause you always think about like, why would anybody live in this fucking city? Like it's always crazy. But if you think about it, like Boston's a tiny city. I know a lot of like a lot of our audience isn't from Boston, but if you know Boston's a tiny city, but when I go to like um Dallas, the Dallas Fort Worth area, like yo, yeah, definitely. You could definitely have a bomb go off in like a corner of the Dallas Fort Worth area, and most of that city is not gonna even probably notice, right? Like so um I don't know. I, it can make sense that there are pockets of Gotham that would be extremely expensive, and then like you know, you go into slums and it's like fucking cheap. That shit. was a pro, old man. That was a pro. Yes. So we're okay. gonna go with both of you guys disagree, and it's wrong. Uh, we're gonna go with the con, the constant threat of death. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Like somebody poisoning your freaking. My, I don't even care about death, yo. Like the the first time the scarecrow's fear toxin. Gets into my drinking water, yo. I'm out. I'm moving to Kansas. I'm moving to Smallville. Even though Smallville gets bombed every... I'm glad you bring that up because a pro is thrilling lifestyle. Yeah, the nightlife. That's fair. Crazy. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yo, facts. Yo, I just want to meet Journey Smollett's freaking Black Canary. My life will be be complete. So let me read the piece that I wrote. Um... People jump out of planes, bungee jump, and swim with sharks. There will always be people who live live to get a thrill. Well, if they want it, Gotham is a place for them. There will never be a shortage of excitement and danger in Gotham. Of course, there's the Joker with his laughing gas, random murder sprees, and other shenanigans. A giant human crocodile could jump out of the sewer and eat you. Or how about waking up dressed as a character from Alice in Wonderland? That doesn't seem bad until you can't control your actions. All these things can happen, but is it worth the adrenaline rush? Nah. Good. <laughs> that club, the I, Penguin Club, looked lit in the movie. Yeah, like yeah, I would go to the clubs. Like yo, like yo, some of my best friends would probably like sell like scarecrow toxin or some shit. Like you know, we make money yeah. and then we go to the club and then. I wish th- I wish I could make this I wish I could have made this article hood because you know yeah. there are niggas out there who are selling anti laugh serum. Yeah. And you, you might you might meet Harley Quinn on a good day, yo. She might, you know. That's if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're charismatic enough, you know, she might leave, you know, you know. Just don't let the Joker find out. We also have job security because you know people in Gotham are getting fired. People in Gotham are leaving because they're tired of this shit and moving to another series. Another city. Facts. All right, so uh, this one is both a pro and a con. Becoming a hero. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I would not want to be a hero in Gotham. Fuck that. Brandon, thoughts on being a hero in Gotham? <laughs> I watched that. Um, that shitty show, Titans. That I can't stop watching, even though it's terrible. It's so I'm bad, like, but you can't because you got to finish the story. Yeah, exactly. Oh I can't so stop watching bad. it. So and I watched, bad. I watched uh, Black Tim Drake want to become a hero, and yeah. the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, "What are you doing, dog?" Like, black this does and not Asian. look like a good black, idea. Black and Asian Tim Drake. Shout out to shout out to a homegirl Charmaine. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? This does not look like a good idea. This does not look like the move. Hmm. I, I mean, signal in the Gotham universe, it makes sense for him to become a hero because he has a stake in staying in Gotham. Someone yeah, said they were tying to- that show to 
uh, an alternate universe to the Batman because that was the dude in the beginning with the half face. Uh-huh. That show is in its own. That show needs to be in its own pocket universe, away from everything that it could possibly influence. It is fucking horrendous. It is the worst shit ever, and I can't stop watching it. And if they cancel it, I will cry. But it's fucking shit. I don't know how to explain it, but that's what it is. Yo, I got halfway through season two and stopped, and then watched the final scene from from the, from the season finale. Oh, let's see, Wonder Girl. Yeah, there's great episodes. Like there's great individual episodes of that show. There's a dude at my job who was who was saying to me he was pissed because he he was like because I hadn't finished it. He was like, I need you to answer a question for me, but like you can't answer the question. So I watched it. I was like, all right. So I seen the final season. He goes, yo, what the fuck did they do with Wonder Girl? <laughs> he was so mad. I was just like, I was, and I said, I looked him dead in the face and I said, bad writing. Yo, my they thing killed is, an Amazon with a pole. Yo, it's crazy to me. That's I'm like, yo, yo, they fight people with electric powers constantly, and you're telling me that sh- freaking you could kill Wonder Woman with an exposed electrical socket? Is that what they're trying to tell me right now? Yes, this is like what they're telling you. Um, I think I have a pro that I think both of you guys could get with. Living in Gotham will make you smarter. You got to go ahead and explain that to me. Yeah, I need you to explain that. Yeah. This writer, the best. This is the best part of living in Gotham City. Being in the city means you have you have your head on a swivel. If there's a random riddle on a big screen downtown, <laughs> there's a random double game <laughs> you have to pass to buy donuts. It may sound annoying, but it'll make you smarter and more aware of a per- more aware person. You say that's clever. <laughs> you say people cute. run around Gotham just looking for secret question mark glowing question marks <laughs> sprinkled yo, around. Yo, uh, I got this. I got this article idea because on Twitter it was uh, was it uh, living life in Gotham was trending and like it ended up being a black Twitter thing. And this dude was like, he goes, imagine waking up with a cup of coffee. You drink your coffee. It tastes funny. You look on the bottom of it and it's a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Super Bowl. I don't know if either of you have done this, but you should if you get a chance, right? I was I meant to bring this up earlier when we were talking about um Bruce Wayne versus Batman. But if if either of you have played the Telltale Batman games, you should play the Telltale Batman games. They I don't played the that. first I played five minutes of the first episode. I'm thinking about buying it specifically after playing Guardians of the Galaxy. First chapter. It's very good. It's an incredible story. It tells like a different side, but there's parts in the in the story where you have to choose to go handle an issue as either Bruce Wayne or as Batman. And wow. Bruce Wayne handles it a different way, and Batman handles it the Batman way. And you got to choose which way to go, and that changes how the story unfolds based on that. Because Bruce Wayne is a part of Batman, right? And so that's something that you should think about when uh, I think both of y'all should watch play that game when we're talking about Batman. It's very interesting. Bruce Wayne would be way more effective at curing the crime problem in Gotham than Batman. Just want to put that out there. So next up, we have car insurance, and it would be, it's a con because there's no way hell car insurance would not be through the roof if you lived in Gotham. Yo, don't it's like you wouldn't need a car in Gotham. You would, because like, you can't afford a car, but then you can't afford to take public transportation because you'll die. And you'll probably die in your car too. So, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, whatever. You're, you're driving to work, and Clayface takes your car and throws it at. No, Solomon Grundy takes your car and throws it at Batman <laughs> while you're in it. 
Fuck that. Clayface. Clayface. Solomon Grundy live in Gotham? He lives in Gotham? Who does? Solomon Grundy? He's, a, he's, nah. more of a, he's more of a Batman fan than he is anything else. That's more of a recent thing, though. Is he is he more of a Batman villain or a Superman villain? Batman. Batman? I feel like people Batman always say Gotham is more dangerous than like Metropolis or whatever. It's not. But like, it's not. Bat- Batman villains are like regular ass people generally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to deal with like gods coming to fuck with Superman and Metropolis. Yeah. 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 yeah you don't worry about falling buildings and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you either have to fight a ventriloquist ventriloquist dummy with a Tommy gun or like Satan Metallo yeah Fucking like man made out of crypto like, <laughs> metal coming to fuck with you yo <laughs> so actually you know what old man you're making me like Gotham a little bit more <laughs> nah, I'm not moving to Metropolis fuck that that's crazy yeah that that's another thing like again like the biggest thing about it is a fucking like literally a building could fall on your fucking head fuck that Superman can fly by you a little bit too fast and like suck all the oxygen out of your lungs like a train, yo, yo, fast. Actually, run into you, yeah, and uh, not even notice. Uh, then the last two we have. First one it, um, is becoming a villain. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not necessarily a good thing either. Bro, if I was a Gotham villain, I'd be a villain for like a week, and like, and like invent some crazy like weapon, and then just sell that shit to the U.S. military for like eight trillion dollars, and. No more invincible for you. All right. That's actually, you know what, old man? Become the villain is a 100% positive. You know why? Because Batman don't kill nobody. Fat. So, like, your worst case scenario is you show up in Arkham and you're going to get broken out by somebody eventually. Like in a week. Like in a week. <laughs> but you're more likely to just be rich. And- um, I- I allow me to retort. I agree with you, but allow me to play devil's advocate here. In on a uh, was it a day a day in Gotham where the dudes from the dudes who were uh, those crazy southern not the crazy southern I forget who it was but someone burnt down Arkham and then blamed it on the Joker and like a bunch of villains died. So, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. You know I mean? There's no guarantee, but there's a good point. Now here's another part, and I'm gonna read it before I even say anything. I'm gonna read what it is. Everyone thinks they're going to be, they'll become Lex Luthor, Dr. Doom, or Joker. It's not likely. Everyone isn't built for the life of a leader, especially when dealing with the best heroes in the universe. It's pro, it's more probable that you'll become a poorly dressed goon in a three, in a themed getup. That's, that's true. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the worst option of all of them. Yeah, I would hate to be like, uh, Joker henchman, because like if oh, Batman yeah. doesn't destroy you, like break your back and throw you in, into Arkham, and you're not escaping because nobody cares about you're not. No, you're not going to Arkham. You're going to a regular prison where you probably stay there for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. And only, but the Joker might just kill you because because he just wants to. If you're gonna, you know, it's funny. If you're gonna hench for any Batman villain, it, Penguin's the way to go. He only yeah. hurts you if you're incompetent. And you, you'll probably you get paid. Imagine how desperate you have to be to go work for the Joker. <laughs> Yo, that's not that's not desperate. That's not um being desperate. That's stupidity. Yo, that's crazy. You must need to check really yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. bad. Yeah. Oh, like like life hits life hits you life hits you a hard couple ways, man. Like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> 
So next up, we have the uh, one. Unless of your you, I'm, sorry, I'm saying unless you're trying to get close to Harley Quinn, I think that's a good idea. I'll risk it. Uh, that's a plus. Well, I'd risk, she I'd might risk kill it. you. Yeah, but yo, she, I'd, risk, I'd, I'd risk it. Yeah, I think I think Harley Quinn breaks dicks when she fucks. Yeah, I'll treat I'll, I'll treat her very nicely. Like you know, very non. I'll be a very non toxic person. She'll probably be annoyed with me over a while, but you know, I think Harley Quinn. I'll catch her on her like. I'll catch her on her non villain days. I'll catch no, her when she's working with like the arrows. Um, out of the three of us here, I think. Yeah, out of the three of us here, I really do think that. I don't know which. I know Brandon will die within the first couple of days. She I was. I would leave. And, and, and you've seen on um, Wedding Crashers, I'll find you. <laughs> Actually, I'd probably get along well with Harley. Harley Quinn, though. I'd probably get along pretty well with Harley Quinn. She, I don't know if she kills me after a year or after the first couple of weeks. But I don't think we match up well. I think Harley has the best chance of survival with Harley Quinn. God, I'll be boo. I'll be boo. Alright, so next up I have your what are your favorite Batman the animated series episodes? Because um like the rest of us, it's probably the for me it's the best comic book TV show of all time. And that's pending depending on how good Harley Quinn continues to be. Is that back by the way? Is Harley Quinn back? Not not yet. There's a there's a comic book in between season two and season three that's phenomenal, written by T. Franklin. But there hasn't been a an actual um, season three on HBO Max yet. But it is supposed to debut this year. Mm. So if I had to pick one right off the top of my head, I'm write that down for a good. Write that down for a good episode of the show. Best talk about the best comic book TV shows. All right, I'll add that to the um, add that uh, to the list. Um, so let's. So do any of you guys have one that sticks out the top of your head? Because me, it's almost got them. Mm. I'm gonna say I don't remember the name of the episode. I'm looking it up right now. Um, and this is the one that always sticks into my head. Uh, it's the one that featured Harley and Poison Ivy. Oh, um, uh, on that which one? Don Thelma and Louisa. Yeah, and there's, there was a couple. There was a couple with them, right? On my trip, was there a couple of them? There was. Yeah, I, I, whenever they got together, y'all, I just, I just really liked it. You know, I, I think again, Harley Quinn was created for the Joker as a character, but you know, this, this kind of showed. This was kind of like the beginning of like, yo, this Harley Quinn character is going to be crazy. Also, it highlight, highlighted Poison, Poison Ivy, like that Poison Ivy character in the Batman animated series. It's criminally underrated. Like she was a great villain. Can we also Early there's another career. episode that I think is fantastic when Batman was on trial and because his lawyer thought that Batman was a reason for all these villains, and then come to find yes. out, it, no. But it was funny because all of because um they they all agreed that Batman was not guilty of creating them. Because realistically, they all would have become villains, villains in some way, shape, or form. There was like the theme may have been different, but they all would have become evil criminals in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon, you got one, or, or do you have a favorite moment? I like the Mister Freeze one. Which one? They're all a fun. cold day. What's it called? Um, um, it's the one. It's the one where what's a cold day in um. 
what's it called? Uh, uh it's um. I'm trying to find it now. Um, Heart of Ice. Heart of Ice. Yes. Yeah, that that's that was one of the best. emotional. Yeah, you can't help but feel up get emotional about that. And it's funny, Harley Quinn again. That name did a great job with that same kind of emotion with Victor Freeze in their season, where it was like, "I'm not a bad guy." He was like, essentially, he goes, he goes, "If you would have heard all the things that they wanted to do to you, you'd be thanking me that all I did was freeze you and leave you there." And then when he died in that shit, I'm like, yo, I cried. I teared up a little bit. I was like, wow, he really wasn't an evil person. And that's the thing people forget. And it's another reason I I hate the new 52 retcon of Mr. Freeze. It's fucking awful. Yeah, I agree. Um, a great Batman moment, Batman the Animated Series moment was they were one of the goons had just got his ass whooped by Batman earlier in the show. He walks in the room, sees Batman there. Batman God damn! He looks at him and closes the door. And the dude goes, Every, "Anything in there?" He looks at the dude and goes, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a random thing, but I just looked it up. It's completely random. It's nothing to do with this, but I think old man appreciate this. Do you know, old man, that Tony Storm has made fifty one thousand dollars? On OnlyFans since March nineteenth. I'm aware. I'm tempted to. I'm Fifty-one thousand dollars in uh, in seven days. Doug, I'm tempted to get it and then give give you and um Diddy the password just so you can guys see what I saw. Is it good? Fifty-one thousand dollars. She quit WWE. It was like fuck that. I could make fifty thousand dollars in seven days. Yeah. What's her content? Just regular ass pictures. Oh, I don't even. She probably made more than that because she's doing like pay per view pictures and shit too. So I'm yeah, sure I'm, she's made more than that. That's just off of subscriptions. I'm not paying for OnlyFans for just pictures. Fuck that. I'm she only has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven posts. Yeah, fuck that. I'm on the fence about it, but if I do get it, I'll definitely give you the login. So, no. God damn, that's fucking amazing. Good for her. Yeah, so, I'm happy for her too, but. Who's you know? There's a lot of simps in the world, bro. And you know what? More power to them, and the women that take advantage. I'm pro, I'm pro women taking advantage of simps. For real. So before we get into the news topic of the show, I started a. I always love to finish these shows with games and stuff like that because I think they're fun. And I have a bunch of questions I sent them to you earlier, just so you guys would have an idea of the questions that we're going to be asked. So let's begin. Other than a Joker, what a, what's a Batman villain that you would not want as your, as your nemesis? Super woke. Scarecrow. Brandon. Uh, what's the guy's name? Victor's ass. Well, no parts to him. Mm. <laughs> Who's the worst Bat family member? Brandon. Oh, that's easy. Jason Todd. You will shut your fucking hole right now. He's so Spoiler. fucking annoying. Spoiler is easily the worst Batman book yeah. But if we're uh, going with, not by popularity or anything like that, Jason Todd is definitely the worst Batman. He's the worst. Batman. He's the worst. Not oh, just he, he's he has he's, annoying. You know, he's, one of, he's one of the best fighters. Like he's one of the best fighters. Like he oh, gets, you know, he's all that stuff. He but yo, money. He's Bruce Wayne without money. Yo, he's he's Bruce's disappointment, bro. 
Fuck you guys. But I, I, but I knew you both of you guys were going to say Jason Todd. I go sports. That, that's just me. Uh, I don't hate Jason. You know I like Jason. I got mad love for Jason Todd. Brandon, I'm surprised you didn't say Damien. I thought you hated Damien. Brandon, me? I love Damien. I love, absolutely love Damien. He's annoying, but he's like one of the, he's one of the better characters because there's so many layers to him. Um, I also want to say that Brandon just says this shit because you know it triggers me. No, <laughs> oh, fuck Jason, man. He's an annoying little petulant kid who got mad and fucking he's, went out. You know, Brandon is just mad <laughs> that Jason and actually, you know what? I'm th- I think I'm projecting because of Titans. Cause that fucking Jason, oh, he's the is the worst. Worst, oh my, yo, but the he's the worst, yo. But that's some of the greatest casting. Cause that's what Jason Todd, like when Jason Todd was first introduced. That's yo, there's yo, a reason why people voted to kill him. Like yeah. I was like, yo, that's Jason. Yo, that's he right. is Jason Todd, bro. He's like, the that's worst, it. bro. Yes, yes, it is. Yo, yo, watch Titans. Yo, I'm hit gonna, me. I'm gonna, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Harvey, if you ain't doing shit, come through tomorrow. Um, yeah. So come by tomorrow. We'll watch it. it it's uh, very, it's it's horrible, bro. Brandon, fuck, fuck Batman. <laughs> Brandon, what's what's Batman's greatest accomplishment? Um, probably having a child with Raza Zul's daughter. You realize he was sexually assaulted, right? He got, he definitely got raped. She Cosby him. He did. Yes. Yeah, she drugged him. Oh, I didn't remember that part. <laughs> I remember that part. Actually, his greatest accomplishment is raising Dick Grayson because mm. Dick Grayson is the perfect hero. He's the perfect hero. Yeah. And if the you read Tom Taylor's the run, they made him even more perfect yeah. than Tom Taylor. Yeah. I gotta say this: I was, um, I was, I've been reading the um, the uh, the Nightwing run. I started it when I knew he went when um, I knew Tom Tom Taylor was writing, and I went back and read some of the other mm. stuff. And in the most recent issue of Superman, Son of Kal-El, he's pushed off a building and he's sitting there, hands behind his head, legs crossed, falling off a fucking building. And I text Diddy and I was like, is Nightwing the coolest character in DC? And he goes, Nightwing is the coolest character in comic books. Hmm. Wow, like, that's, that is fucking fearless. And and I really have obviously who do you think is the Batman's greatest accomplishment before I get into my until I pontificate um being one of the on, one of the few things in the multiverse in any multiverse that Superman genuinely fears genuinely fears like and genuinely like yo, this dude, this dude, that's bullshit alright you can say bullshit all you want but it's fact facts is facts them is the facts one of my favorite things Batman <laughs> recently in um in DC versus the vamp- versus vampires was Batman. Had, uh, I'm not sure if it was crypt. I think it was either kryptonite gum or he had a kryptonite tooth, mm-hmm. and he like bit it and then blew kryptonite dust in his face. I'm like, that's some G shit. Yeah, and it's not just Superman, right? Like dark, dark, dark side, like. What the, how do you what is his name? Is Dark Side or Dark Seed? It doesn't really fucking matter. I think yeah, it's Dark whatever. Side. I think people yeah, like, every every villain, every everybody, like no matter what, they all have respect for Brucey. And he's just a simple ass billionaire. But still, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot I'm of billionaires. With Batman's greatest compliment accomplishment was being a member of the Justice League and still being alive. <laughs> Yo. 
Can Batman <laughs> beat Wonder Woman in a fight? Hell no. no. Fuck no. As long as we all agree there. What is Batman's lamest villain and it can't be Kite Man? It's not Kite Man, it's Condiment King. <laughs> I forgot I forgot about him. Oh, Condiment King. I agree. Alright. Uh, last but not least, what would your Bat family name be and what is your expertise? Um, shit. That's a good question because I really want to be Nightwing so bad. Mm. Mm. But I'm not going to be doing... Um, but no, this is a, a whole new persona. Like, what would your name be and like, who would you... <laughs> like, I know I would be a dick and I would just be the Black Hood. No, fuck the Bat family. I want to be part of the Wayne family. and My name will be Javier Wayne and <laughs> I would be worth I would be worth one billion dollars and I won't live anywhere near Gotham or Metropolis. I'm gonna live in Coast City. Chilling. Yeah, chilling like a villain. Is Coast City Green Lantern or the Flash? Green Lantern. But oh, shit don't no. shit don't happen. Shit don't happen in Coast City. Green Lantern's what? just from there. He yeah, be only out of one space thing fighting these people. One thing did happen. I think oh, um, yeah. Hal Jordan one, came and yeah, killed Hal everyone. Jordan, yeah. But that was <laughs> yeah. once. That was yeah. once. That was once. I'm, I'm gonna it? move there. <laughs> It's like Coast City. It's like Rustin Dillon. It's like Coast City got sloughed ever since Hal Jordan came across the buildings. <laughs> yo, Green, yo. By the way, everybody should go read Green Lantern Rebirth. It's fucking fantastic. I like Green I read it once a year. Someone actually told me about that. I like Green Lanterns, but I've never read Green Lantern. Green Lantern Rebirth came before that, way before. This is when they brought the character back, when they introduced. The Red Lanterns and the Blue Lanterns and the Indigo Lanterns oh, and all yeah. that. When all that first happened, it's a long mm-hmm. story by Jeff Johns. It's fucking fantastic. But Jeff, isn't Jeff Johns a dickhead? I don't know if he's the dickhead. Some Maybe. people just like he's like a, just a dickhead. I forget what he's actually like. What his um? I feel uh, like I heard I, the opposite. I know that goddamn book is incredible. I know that. Uh, Oh yeah, he had some controversy on the set of Justice League recently when Ray Fisher started claiming that Jeff, uh, to, that Johns Whedon and other executives were racist and offensive during him during the, making the film, making of the film. I don't know if um, Ray Fisher is the most reliable source. Yeah, I don't know. given his history. I don't know um, Ray Fisher's history, so I don't really whatever. I'm gonna read it, but like until I get some concrete evidence of why he's a piece of shit, I'm not really gonna. To go, gonna go on it, so you know. Green Lantern Rebirth's amazing because my favorite, my second favorite DC character. A lot of people don't know this, but my second favorite DC character behind Nightwing is Saint Walker, the Blue Lantern. Love Saint Walker. Oh, wow. wow. Saint so Walker. you really like that? Um, the Spectrum, the Spectrum War, or whatever series with um. Necron oh yeah, that, yeah. When, when uh, John Stewart became a Spectrum Lantern, yeah, 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 yeah. that's okay. late. That's way later on. Can but I just but it's, oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say that I hate I loved um, Blackest Night, but I hated the way it ended. Like, making all the Justice League, like, White Lanterns. I'm like, y'all just took all the hard work that all these characters like Mara did, and then they was like, we're just going to make the, the Justice League White Lanterns. I'm like, why not make the characters who basically saved the day White Lanterns instead of putting that shit on Wonder Woman and, Super, and Superman? I'm like, it was fucking stupid. Blackest Night is the end of the um, Jeff John's 
rebirth run. All that is building up to that. It's similar to like how Hickman builds up to Secret Wars, starting the Fantastic Four. It's uh, like that. Jeff so- Johns is building that up through the Green Lantern, introducing all these lanterns, throwing little hints out of here about these Black Lanterns and this Death Lanterns, and then you get Brightest Day, and you get then you get Dark um, Darkest Night. There you go. I, just, I just really wish that they didn't like that they didn't end like that, but I really did enjoy um, Blackest Night until like I saw how it ended. I was just like, yo, y'all just ruined an entire fucking series with that bullshit. And I wish I would have known who Max Lord was before I read it because him coming back was kind of funny. And finding out what he did to what well, Wonder Woman, yeah, he was like, "How do we stop you? You have to kill me." Cool, cool. <laughs> Oh my God! Um, it, <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Um, and last but not least, we have the news. Uh, this is a, a topic that Brandon bought, uh, brought up. Do we give a shit about Morbius? I don't think anybody. I think Harvey might have been the only one who actually was excited about it. I didn't give a shit about Morbius. Period. I did. I mean, I, I think I said earlier, like I'm excited about it, but at the same time, like I wouldn't be surprised for shit because it's Sony. There was a zero percent chance this movie would be good. I mean, zero. come on. There was a non-zero. There was like a one percent chance. Could have been zero. Good. I like, yeah, I like, I like, I like, um, Lito, whatever the fuck his name is. I like him. He's a good actor. I mean, there was a zero percent chance when they had a picture of Tobey Maguire Spider Man, but then had MCU's Vulture. Zero yeah, percent nah. chance. And what Indeed. I'm hearing, what I'm hearing now is just, just, it's just, it's not, it's not instilling any confidence at all that this is a good movie. Have any of you guys actually read any of the the criticism for it? Yeah, and it's not looking good. And the fact that they they already spoiled the post credit scene is kind of like, yeah, come watch it. We have a cool post credit scene. Like, nah, people have been shitting on the post credit scene, which is even funnier about that too. Yeah, because it doesn't make any fucking sense. So, what is the post credit scene before I get into the reviews? Uh, the vulture, the vulture from the MCU, is actually like actually somehow made his way into the venom verse somehow and i guess that they're going to create a sinister six like i don't are we supposed to care about that no okay i mean we saw the vulture in the too. goddamn trailer yeah but Hold in this up. one i guess he's in the, his vulture outfit and shit and he, and he <gasps> it has something to do with like the venom like the venom symbiote piece that was left over somehow helped him i don't know some bullshit. i don't know if it's true or not but it sounds like sony so i'm gonna believe it so I'm going to read. So the first one's actually not horrible. Someone said, I'm, I'll, I'll give him a shout out. Sab Dash Astley says, well, Morbius is about as bad as you were expecting. A 2005 plot collides with visually confusing CGI to create a bit of a snooze fest. But don't worry. They've saved the worst part, the worst for last, featuring some of the worst post credit scenes you've ever seen. Sony are off their rocker. Uh, what else do we have? We have Morbius is unfortunately not great. Definitely not as fun as Venom. <laughs> which, you know, is No, Venom was great. The last Venom movie was extremely fun. I enjoyed that movie thoroughly. Oh my and god. It actually, it actually made me even more excited for Spider-Man. Oh movie. man, like the first one. We you argued know, about that. I like the second one too. It, it's a shit movie, but I still liked it. The second one is not a shit movie. The first one yes, is a shit is. movie that's entertaining. The second, that, that one, second one is a, the second one is better than the first one only because it's more entertaining. But the second one is worse than the first one. It's not a good movie. Neither one of them. But I do get the I do get the entertainment part. Yeah, it's an entertaining movie. 
Um, da, 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 da. And a person who also went on to say, Nicole, uh, Nicola Austin also went on to say that um, Matt Smith is clearly having a blast, though. Uh, next person said, Morbius proved that no matter how many f- famous faces or shiny visuals you squeeze in, Sony will always find a way to impressively misunderstand basic storytelling. This is the problem when your movie studios, WB Stoney, refuses to embrace comic books for being comic books. Fox had the same issue. That's why all those movies are not nearly as successful as the MCU. Because the MCU goes, we're making movies about comic books, so we're going to make them like comic books. Because that's what made them popular to begin with. I don't need grounded. Like, we're not... Here's the thing. When you were talking about the great reviews for for Batman, right? And it was a good movie. But every review is like, this movie is so grounded. It's so down and grounded and and relatable. And it's so it's so real. It feels so real. And this is grounded. I'm like, what are we talking about comic books or are we talking about like uh, police dramas, procedurals? Like the MCU leans in to comic book being comic books. Because comic books are ridiculous. We all read them. We know that. But that's why those characters are popular to begin with. Right. So you have these popular characters so much that people want to see a movie about them. And then you get the movie with like, actually, we're going to put Cyclops and the whole X-Men in black leather suits because that's what will look better on movies as opposed to these colors. Right. Like people always get ahead of themselves. And Sony does the same thing. They tried to make Venom 2. They they tried to make Venom 2 more comic booky. Like you could tell that they were like, OK, we're going to try to make it more comic booky, except like it didn't need to be rated R. Like it didn't. It didn't. Was it, need it was rated, rated R. R? Yes. Yeah, it was. It was. It was thirteen. Are you sure? I'm, positive. I'm pretty sure Venom Two was rated R. I watched it. I watched it at Disney, so I doubt it was rated R. Uh, yeah, it was PG thirteen. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know. Uh, so, and I, I thought one of the problem was. It was that it was rated. It was rated PG thirteen. I think it could have been rated R. I think it would have been a little more fun yeah. because Carnage is not a rated R. It's not a PG thirteen character. They're yes, lucky. he is. They're lucky he's not a PG thirteen character. They're lucky that that um Woody Harrelson is as good as he is. Which car? Which which Carnage comic book is uh, a MA? Um, Web of Carnage. There you go. There's one. But what are the majority of comic carnage appearances? Maximum Carnage was what could have been rated on. Maximum Carnage. No, was it? That was not a, a T uh, M A comic book. That was no, just was a regular ass comic book. Niggas were dying and getting stabbed. There was blood in that shit. People die in every comic book. You can die, you can get stabbed in PG thirteen. Yeah, you, yeah, you're not wrong there. Thanos chopped off. I mean, Thor chopped off Thanos' head. He beheaded that dude. You got me there. You got me there. I think it would have been way more interesting if it was rated R, though. Listen, if you take any of these Carnage comic books and any any Venom comic books that have been published in the past like five, six years, and you and you take that and you just you just take that and you put it in live action, and you don't change anything. That shit will be freaking R- rated R. Period. Well, those just books were rated R though. But I mean, they're they're rated different. Books are rated differently. Like, this, this is yeah, but they have like to. dark label. Those weren't like dark label comic yeah. books. They're just regular release comic books. You can show all that shit on PG thirteen. I think what they you had can't a do is like sex car- and extreme violence. 
So I can I just that, say yeah. one of my favorite Venom moments happened last year? Carnage is fighting Venom, and Carnage goes, "You know my favorite Wu Tang album is Daddy." And Venom, and Venom goes, "Don't say Liquid Swords." He goes, "Liquid Swords." <laughs> <laughs> did y'all like? Did y'all like King and Black and Donny Cates' Venom? I like. I love King and Black, but I haven't read Donny Cates' Venom yet. I love King and Black though. King uh, and Black. I'm, I'm, I'm reading all of it. I'm, I'm reading all of it. I'm reading the. That's the best movie. Venom's ever been in the comic Yo, Ven- books. Venom has oh. been. Ven- I've been trying to tell people that don't like Venom because I wasn't always a Venom fan. Neither was I. But Venom, Venom, and like Donny Cates has done, bro. Like what he's done with Venom has just been consistently good. Like, cons- like just, just great. Like the whole just expanding what 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 the Venom symbiote is. Like it could have gone horribly wrong but it went extremely well and he did a he he did the job of separating venom from spider-man which i think marvel wanted to do for a long yes time. exactly you know, exactly so. this will be the highest praise for old man who hasn't read this and i know how old man feels about this this will be the highest praise for donny case venom what donny case did for venom is like what jason aaron did for thor yeah and speaking of donny case he's doing a fantastic job with fucking thor man mm-hmm he put his fucking ankle into that shit. This um, Thor book is crazy. The next that Jason Aaron Thor is all time great. Oh yeah, absolutely. maybe um, top five, top ten comic books in my opinion. Comic book storylines in my opinion. Absolutely, because absolutely. It, not only does it go long enough for it to to get that rating, it's a there's a mm-hmm. beginning, there's a middle, and there's an end that mm-hmm. all coherent and all connects to the very first fucking that uh, Thor thing, which connects to. Jason Aaron's other thing, Original Sin. Mm-hmm. Um, another uh, review was in Morbius, Matt Smith gloriously hands up all over the place and Oliver Wood delivers some visual flair to the action sequences. Aside from that, the bad plotting and messy CGI, confusing editing, and worse sound mix result in absolute incoherence. But the post-credits managed to outdo it all. Leto, next one. Leto is good, despite his more wacky antics as a person. He is committed, a committed performer that actually suits his role pretty well. How the role is written, though, dot dot dot. Um, someone. I asked, feel. Oh, I feel so bad for Jared Leto. He's such a good. He's such a talent. He is such a fucking like. He is a talented, talented actor. Like he, I have thoughts he, about whatever. But he, but he, I'm, yo, bro, he, like. The, the roles he picks, I don't know. I don't know if it's luck. I don't know if it's just he just has bad taste. But I mean, I don't know. He 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 melts into these roles, bro. Like I just want. I I really want. I don't think he's. I think he's. He he should be done with superheroes after this. But it just sucks because I feel like he could have. He could have found a role that. I could have. So, that would have suited him. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find the one that I love the best, but um. Uh, Morbius is just as disjointed and boring as you'd expected it to be. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly butchered in an edit by a studio who had no clue what they wanted to do with it. Not sure there's a good film trapped in here. Mid-credits are a joke, but stick around if you like rolling your eyes. Not sure if anyone's expecting this to be good. Yeah, that's what I said. Who expected this to be good? Because I sure didn't. I I wanted it to be good. I really did. Just like, has anybody expected Flashpoint to be good? It's been rewritten seven times. They've had four directors. What are the chances this is actually a good movie? I don't know, man. I, I, it needs to be. I hope it is. But you know what? Yo, 
And, and my, it just my, got delayed again. It was supposed to come out this year. My it's money's on black, again. My money's on Black Adam. Oh, Black Adam's gonna be ass. Yeah, I, I don't think not. that's gonna be good either. I, I hope really it's hope not. not. It doesn't have to be. Everything that 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 Brendan said about comic book movies and what they should be, Black Adam could be. That's what Shazam was. Shazam was over the top, ridiculous, and it was great. It embraced the fact that it was a comic book movie. If Black Adam could do that, because especially in the animated universe, there's been some great Black Adam scenes. Yeah, he was like great. If, yo, if Superman's not in this movie, I will be pissed off. I'm trying to find the one. Someone did a really good. They had good costumes on Black Adam. Dr. Fate looks fucking great. Yo, ridiculous, bro. Yo, that's the thing with DC. It's like Hawkman this. looks great. DC is this close to having a great, great, great franchise. This close. Although, I don't know if I would ever put Hawkman in a movie. Uh, you have to really simplify Hawkman's history because his comic book history is like... Yo, his history is convoluted as fuck. Yeah. The only person close to him in all the comics is uh, Donna Troy. Her shit's been rewritten like 18 times. Awesome, man. <laughs> but it's only made her better. It's only made her better and more independent. I gotta say, my favorite... Um, my favorite Hawkman uh, moment was when Hawkeye sits down to Justice League and he's got blood on him and he goes uh, he goes wow are you okay and he goes it's not my blood and whoever's sitting next to him just moves over to the next seat <laughs> I'm trying to find this one thing I told this dude it was like literally the best um, review of um, of what they said what they said oh here we go the best review I heard from it was more. Yeah, I already said it. No matter, um, no matter, uh, Morbius proves that no matter how many famous people um, faces you um, faces and shine, faces and shiny visuals, blah blah blah. But this also goes to the point I made about picking the right person to play an unknown character because realistically, this is why Ant Man worked. This is why um, Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy work. This is why um, Loki works. When you pick the right person to play characters, they will work because they can. They can not even just the, the right actors, but the right creative team behind it. The Boys is a show that people look forward to. No one should give a shit about The Boys. No one should care about that because it is one of the most violent, raunchy, and just disturbing visuals and storylines that you'll ever see. And when they get to herogasm. Dog, it's going to be fucking bad. And but the TV show is taking all the great shit from the boys' comic book and eliminated all the shit that went too far, so that it could be made for a mass audience. Yep. Uh, next up, we have Modok working for Orcus. I'm going to leave that for Harvey because he was the one who kept telling me that I need to read this particular episode um, issue of X Men, and and Harvey is. I think I read that. Yeah. Yo, just you know, it, yo, put Mo, put respect on Modok's name, yo. He, you know, this is a very, this is a very powerful X Men team, and he held his own. He's and he's just as good. And I love I love when Modok shows up because he's such a threat, but he's also a goof and a joke. And they constantly reference that machine only designed for killing or whatever the hell Modok stands for. And the fact that he's working with um Orchid Orcus, yo, the X Men are in for a freaking. Cr- Bro, I love this, uh, this, this. I love mutants now in the in 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 the Marvel comic book universe. I love Krakoa. I love all of that. Like they're powerhouses. They're literally gods. But the, their enemy list, including Modok, is getting ridiculous. So Javi, when you read this stuff, right? 
these these X Men books. Does it not just make you angry at Fox? Oh, like it just oh. it just makes me so angry. Oh, it could have been. It, we could we we could have had. We could have had. It just so makes me much, so bro. angry. We could have had so much. Like like, and you know, part of it I think had to do with they. It was about money for them, and you know, I love Wolverine. I think Wolverine is great, but if you're gonna focus the whole franchise on Wolverine, you're missing the point. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yes. Missing the fucking point. Wolverine, Wolverine is one A or one B of my favorite combo characters of all time. Yeah. Cyclops is Cyclops and Gene. Cyclops is the most important character in the X Men. Wolverine mm-hmm. is the cool one. He's like the Fonz, but he's not the most important X Men. Period. Yeah, exactly. You miss you miss so much. What's great about the X Men? Okay, Wolverine. What well, Wolverine is to the X Men, he's he's their enforcer, right? He's like the 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 loose cannon at times, but at the same time, you could depend on him and he he shows his love and all the other stuff, right? But then you have so much more, like Beast. We could have gone deeper into Beast's darkness, you know, Cyclops as a leader and him growing, growing into that. Like, there's so much Gene Grey. Like, what they did to... Like, Gene Grey got more screen time and stuff like that, but I think they still disrespected her. Well, like, what I they did with they, the Phoenix... Oh, man, I don't... I I'm, I don't jokes the entire series. Yo, it's... <sighs> they, it's just so disappointing, and I see my wife are killing Darwin. What did you say? Killing no, Darwin. She's peeking through. Oh, okay. Oh, killing uh, Darwin. Yeah, killing Darwin. Let me just say this: I don't think he's dead. I think that and everyone who's read World War Hulk, X Men, or X Factor knows that Darwin's power adapts. That if he's in a situation that he that he can't evolve from, he disappears somewhere else. Mm. Uh, I, I, yes, I trust me. I know it's a stretch when I say this. <laughs> and lastly, <laughs> and lastly, when I say this, the Madam Web project. Why? Who asked for that? Nobody. Do you guys know that they're actually trying to make this a Doctor Strange esque movie? And they cast like a young woman too, didn't they? The woman from um, um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, uh. Who asked for this? Uh-huh. Who's asking for this? Spider Man's just such a cash cow that they don't want to just revert the shit back to Marvel, but then they don't want to just keep making movies with Marvel. But I think they're gonna so like they keep trying to make these other movies that are Spider Man adjacent that nobody wants to see. I thought they were well, doing a Black Cat movie in Silver. Uh, what's her name? It's, it's, gonna be it's a, a series, apparently. It's a, it's a it's a no lose situation for some. Because the thing is, Sony has to make these movies. Because I think the way the contract is set up is if Sony doesn't make a Spider-Man related movie over a certain given amount of time, the yeah. rights get reverted back to Mar- to, to Disney and Marvel. It was like so it doesn't uh, matter. The same thing with Daredevil. It was the same thing with Daredevil yeah. and Ghost Rider. If they had to make it a certain amount of time, was going to work? Um, yeah, the they make some. Oh, go ahead, sorry. The young woman that um, Brandon is thinking about is Sydney Sweeney, who's in Euphoria, who I think should have been Emma Frost. But that's another story for another day. We talked about that on a podcast that's actually going to come out next week. Before we go, Brent, uh, an auntie of the podcast play cousins, Stephanie, from Mo- Stephanie, the host of the Mocha Minutes podcast, I asked her to tell me her thoughts on Batman. We did an episode about about him, and we ranked our favorite uh, Batman characters, ba- actors who played Batman. Um, we both agreed that the animated series is the best one. We debated about Ben Affleck being better than this person, but 
Flash, what are thoughts on Batman are, and here we go. It's so interesting to say superhero and Batman in the same sentence because essentially his superpower is money. Um, and also he does have an intellect, but I think when you think about the different ways that Batman has been played, he's, I think the option that really shows him to be an intellectual is two different ones that stick out to me. One is the animated Batman from the animated series. He seems very intelligent and also not for nothing. And he's one of the not really a uh, better of the live action Batmans is Val Kilmer. I don't know what it is. It's kind of like, you could, well, yeah, I just. So let me just say this and I may start a fight here. Val Kilmer is the worst Batman. I like Val Kilmer. He was okay. I hated Val Kilmer. All right, let me go back to this. The character of Batman is a very interesting one. I saw someone on Twitter make the joke, um, Batman has to show half of his face uh, because he's a white man. Because essentially, I don't think he could cover his whole face and terrorize a city the way that he does. Like, I mean, if you think about even... Spider-Man, for example. A daredevil. Daredevil doesn't care to cover his whole face either. Um, black. It's like if I think about, and I could think over different people, but a lot of like our masked and caped crusaders, if they are what? Oh shit! Had to go low battery mode. Hey, they are not covering their whole face because you know, in some way, you gotta know. Yeah, you can't be doing all of this. If you're not a white dude, especially a white, y'all rolling so far? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Batman is part of his superpowers is being a white, rich white man. Like that's 100 percent correct. He cannot I, be Batman without being a rich white man. I think Batman has superpowers, but we can get into that afterwards. All right. I mean, they definitely write him like he got superpowers sometimes. Listen, Some he clearly he clearly has superpowers. Like uh, he doesn't know he has them, but he took compound V. He did something by accident. He took, he took compound V. That's what happened, bro. There's a whole there's a whole storyline where 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 they tried to give Bruce in the alternate universe a, a a a power ring, a Green Lantern ring, and his willpower was so crazy that it overwhelmed the Green Lantern ring. Like if he doesn't have superpowers with that ability, then I I don't know. I don't, nobody has superpowers. They tried to get a yellow ring in the real DC universe. He got one because he instills yeah. fear in people. Oh, that's gonna be a great episode when we give oh. uh, when we give Marvel Comics characters lantern rings. I can't wait for that episode. Uh, yeah. Remember in Injustice when he took the superpower pill and he actually did have superpowers? He was whooping Batman's ass. I mean Superman's <laughs> ass. He yes. took him out and looked at Damien and was like, "I could kill him right now." And, and Five years of suffering. <laughs> yeah, because Superman can't fucking fight. He just the strongest dude alive. You know what it is? He's a he's like um he's a versed fighter. He's not a good fighter, he's a versed fighter. So he kind of knows like he's mastered what he does. It's like a boxer. Like, you know what I mean? You get a boxer, you put him in a boxing ring, like he knows what he's doing. He's like Balrog. 
Batman has Batman has superpowers. All right, hold on. Let's go back to this. I think the notion of Batman and the antithesis of how he became Batman and how it essentially is. Can I also just say that Stephanie has the best podcast voice ever? Yes, she does. Trauma in some way, but it's never the same story. It's always going to be interesting. I like the idea of Batman, but I think for me, Batman, the strength has always been the villains that he fights. I think the complexity of a Joker um, and how Joker has been brought to the screen, either directly related to Batman. It's been interesting because his backstory always changes. It always changes. But I think the best part about Batman are the um, the villains that he faces. And when you think about Batman in the Justice League, it's like, I want to know how Batman, I'm sorry, how Superman literally has not busted your ass by now. Did you talk That's the same thing. Really slickly to somebody he can't. every bone in your body. Let, let's be honest. If Superman wanted to, he didn't have to even have to be on Earth to kill Batman. Exactly. <laughs> Superman yeah. could pluck Batman into the fucking ocean. Yeah, but then uh, some, somehow that would have been like a Batman clone that had like kryptonite. Oh, uh, he's Dr. Kry- Doom kryptonite now? Lo- kryptonite lotion and, and he touched him and it killed him and Batman was like, I don't know. I gotta, add, I gotta add this to the list of episodes, characters who could be Batman, uh, ba- characters who could be Superman because Dr. Doom is definitely on that list of people who could be, who could be Superman. Oh, for sure. There's a lot of people in the, in the in Marvel that would not that they're more powerful than Superman, but they'll definitely do things that other people wouldn't do. So, well, Superman's susceptible to magic. That's one of his weaknesses. 100%. Magic and kryptonite, so he yeah. could lose the Doom. I would love to see um, Zatanna just go to bat, just go to Superman, and go. Um, no powers backwards. <laughs> Fight's over. Then what do you do? Champion. And just so we know, another another key, another point that Batman has over Superman, Batman is also a member of Justice League Dark because magic users know that they need him. Just going to say that. That's just a crutch. That's a DC crutch to get sales on the dark. No, you better put some respect on Bruce Wayne's name, okay? I'm, I, it's, it's There's little no little business bit. being on that team. None. Yo, Batman has a bunch of horror-themed one-off stories you know another good episode, guys, we should do? Best Road Gallery. Because Batman, everybody thinks he has the best. I don't think he has the best. I think he has the third best. I think Road Wolverine, Gallery. I think Wolverine has the best World's Road Gallery, but we can. I think the Flash. I mean, I think Spider Man has the best Road's Gallery, and then the Flash. Yeah, the Flash Road's Gallery. Are you kidding me? The, the best. fucking. The Bolter takes him down eight knots. Fucking Hammerhead takes him down three notches. Are you kidding me? And this Hammerhead is. Hammerhead is and this is this is coming from a guy who is a Norman Osborn and Moreland Stan. But Spider-Man, hands down, has by far the worst fucking rogue gallery of all fucking time. Oh if man, it, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Can't say all time when you have Goblin, Green Goblin, you have Hobgoblin, um, Black Cat, yeah, Oct- um, Octo Octavius. Otto Octavius. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get real racist, right? I'm gonna get real Mysterio, racist. Right Mysterio, Mysterio, yeah. Shaka, he got, he, he got Shaka's the worst. Honestly, Shaka's the worst. Yeah. 
Mysterious Rhino, dope. Rhino was a fun character. Rhino was a fun Rhino, villain. Rhino. Okay, you Rhino know what? Was a fun villain. Rhino was a fun villain, bro. I'll go you a step further. When Norman Osborn was running the Avengers, and Spider-Man was pissed, he goes, oh, that's not even a good Venom. That's Matt Gargan. Iron Fist. Who? Matt Gargan. Who? The Scorpion. Who? He throws his butt at you. That's the... that, And that's who you guys put your name in your... That's who the guy you put your faith in? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know what? No, no. Nope, sorry. Save it for the show. Oh, I did hey. not mention Scorpion once. I just said you can't call him shit. His, his Rose Gallery is... And the Flash is second, by the way. Just so you know. Reverse Flash is an is is a goat villain. Reverse Flash. The reason I put the Flash's um, Rogues Gallery so high up is because the Flash is one of the as another character who could beat Superman if he wanted to. And Flash's Rogues Gallery really do keep up with them, and that's, that's they're low key powerful. And the Rogues have no powers and fuck with the fastest man alive. Oh, in the Reverse. new 52, he does, but originally he didn't. He had the gun. And don't sleep on Reverse Flash. Reverse Flash can destroy Reverse Flash. Very, very close Mir- to destroying the entire DC universe just because he, he he was in a bad mood. People laugh at Mirror Master, but he couldn't fuck you up. He's a beast. He's a beast. He's Weather a beast. Wizard is basically Storm with a stick. And let's get and, and I just want to say how much respect Yo, the Flash you, has. Did you really just call Weather Wizard um, Storm with the <laughs> With a Y chromosome, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And you know, uh, just to, how do we, how, how much do we respect the Flash, especially like the like just this period. So we know Death of Justice League is coming up, and there's some there's some books that are prepping for that. And instead of like figuring out a way to like beat the Flash, they literally just took him off the board. They're like, yo, before we even get started. We need to take Flash away. Well, let, let's from, be completely honest. Let's put we're gonna read, we're gonna read this in three years now. It's gonna be Wally West's fault. It's always <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. Why not? It's always Wally's fault. Yeah, it's always Wally's actually. Fault. It's always Barry's fault. Yeah. Barry yeah. broke the fucking timeline so many fucking times. It's always a Flash. Yeah, Barry. They just. Took, why, yo, why, they just why does everyone just? Why does everyone comment? You know, we're getting off topic. We'll save that for a Flash episode. Another episode. Up. Another episode. This, this is gonna be the best series. This is gonna be the best podcast ever. Hold on. It like gross. They could literally um, mop the floor with you, and you still talk big shit. So that's only the um, audacity of a somewhat mediocre white man. Oh damn! And I think about um, one of my favorite comic book characters. It is actually Batman. It's someone who doesn't really watch. Doesn't really read comic books like that. Knows it is a comic book and also watch the show. There's something about Batman I just like. Even though I'm sitting here like, you're not really all that super. You are just someone who has a whole lot of money. And you have the money to get tech. And you have the money to, you know, basically live in a cave. Because you've got a big old house and no one's going to suspect you. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Batman is just one of those things. It's one of those characters. Well, thank uh, Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes podcast. Make sure you check her out. She's doing big things, man. And shout out to her who constantly does shit regardless of what's going on in her life. Um, and she's always been a help to me. Like, always. And she's always just like one of those. She's one of my favorite people in the world. And I'm glad. It's one of the reasons why I think the internet isn't necessarily a bad, a bad thing always because I've met people like Stephanie and Brandon for that matter. Who I kicked his fucking ass in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. 
but, <laughs> but then Brandon then proceeded to kick my ass in um uh tech well not tech mobile I forget what the uh, NBA Jams version of the NFL game was <laughs> that shit wasn't even close I got like the dog shit oh, yeah. Red Hood uh by the way there's a campaign online to have Red Hood in the Batman too no. that would make zero sense. It makes just saying that. This is part of the problem with a lot of things. Like me and my wife. My wife loves Miles Morales, and she was like, "Oh, we should get Miles Morales soon." And I said, "You can't get Miles Morales without telling the Peter Parker story." I was like, "I don't think we should see Miles Morales for at least another like five years, maybe." I think we're gonna get him pretty soon because I don't think Tom Holland wants to do this that long. Well, according to him, he said he's all... Well, you know how it is. They go, people go back and forth about that shit. Like, Chris Evans was like, oh, I'm in it for the long haul. And then he's like, oh, I'm taking a break. And that's the other thing about people. They're like, oh, Steve Rogers... He's, like, he's done with Steve Rogers. I'm like, no, he said he's taking a break from Marvel movies. Because like, be you got to think, Tom Holland's 26 right now, right? Oh, he's not even that old. He's not yeah, even he that is. Yeah, he is. He's 26. He's 26. So if they did another trilogy, you're talking about... At least seven more years. I don't think Tom Holland wants to be 31-year-old Spider-Man. Tom Holland has no issues with being Spider-Man. Tom Holland is tired of the Sony, Marvel, Disney, Spider-Man, Universe, MCU bullshit. That's what he's tired of. If they can figure out a home, if 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 if, if Sony decided to sell Spider-Man to Disney, the, the rights to make movies to Disney tomorrow... Tom Holland will be like, all right, I'll be Spider-Man till I'm 45. I'm good. That's my opinion. I think that I think Tom Holland is just I think Tom Holland is essentially happy just to be in a situation that he's at, a situation that he's in. And I think that it's it reflects in the stuff that he does and how much you can see when he's doing Spider-Man because you don't really you're not really that good as a character when you're not really in, when you're not as invested in it. Look at one of the the best um, analogies I can give is like Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean. He was just like, I'll do it until they tell me not to do it anymore. And even when those movies stunk, he was still an A+. Uh, That's been it. I didn't think we were going to record this long, but um, ladies and gentlemen, this is the inaugural episode of Ball Black Nerds. I want to thank the superior Superwalk Octavius, and I want to thank <laughs> Prince Nubian. <laughs> you gotta get a better name for me. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get you. I'm, I'm gonna have a good one for you soon. I'm gonna have a really good one for you soon. I'm gonna find something and I'm gonna create it. Uh, I, want, I almost called you the Podcast Wonder, but it was just like it was too wordy and too like too many. Um, not syllable. Yeah, syllables in the word. I was like, I'll figure something out. Uh, don't forget, you can find the Superior Superwalk Javi on Let Shit Record on Twitter that he never uses. You can find me on, <laughs> find me on Old Man Wade Com on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the both of us on the Old Man Wade Show on Facebook. Uh, you can find Brandon. Brandon, where can they find you? Um, just follow me on Twitter. That cool black nerd be okay. But I think I'm gonna change my name soon kind of tired of that so i might have a new name soon i um i kind of like the name because honestly it's i would like to see you with a rick flairish esque name rick flair like a rick flairish esque name like i like 
the nature nerd. Oh my god, there we go. That's who you are. You are the nature. Oh my god. <laughs> you are the nature nerd Brandon Carr. That's who you are. You're the nature nerd BC. I love it. I fucking love it. That's who you are. I'm changing nature your name in my phone. I'm changing your name in my phone right fucking now. You are the nature nerd. Alright. Isn't he like your favorite wrestler of all time, too? He's the best wrestler of all time. He's not my favorite. He's the best. It's a difference. The best wrestler of all time is Brett the Hitman Hart. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, the best wrestler of all time is actually Kurt Angle. He's up there for me. My favorite wrestler is probably Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Macho Man. My Can't favorite, argue with that. My favorite wrestler is a name that I no longer say. Um, because fuck him and his um, insurrection ass wife. Um, but if I had to pick somebody else, it's you're gonna laugh when I say this. It's post cert. It's post retirement. Shawn Michaels. It's after he left and lost to Stone Cold. Post that, maybe my favorite wrestler. But um, all time maybe Kane because Kane was Kane was my guy and Glenn Jacobs constantly reinvented the name and for a while there was nobody I think nobody was scarier than I don't talk Kane. Ooh, I don't know. I think the under oh, classic Undertaker, man. But classic Undertaker I, up until Brock Lesnar up until Brock Lesnar, uh the Undertaker was the scariest wrestler of all time. Could unbeatable and I I just want to take it back. I was messing with you guys because I don't watch a lot of wrestling, but thinking about it for two seconds, my favorite my favorite wrestler of all time is definitely Mick fucking Foley because that's when I used to really be into wrestling and the shit that he did. But the best wrestling character of all time is not really up for debate. The best wrestling character of all time is Hollywood Rock in 2003. That is the single best wrestling character there have ever been. Yeah, and I hate Dwayne Johnson. I can't stand Dwayne Johnson, but when he came back, it's Hollywood Rock. You're not beating that. Like he it's was the just- best character. Last week, like two weeks ago, I was saying this on the Watson Series podcast. I I get on these. We have a segment. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The what podcast? Why so serious? Make sure you pick, check that out. But no, go ahead. We have a we have a segment where I talk about how I get go down like these rabbit holes on YouTube because that happens to me every week. And I was watching like I watched this Hollywood Rock video, and then I was I next thing I know I was up for like three hours. Just literally watching every segment he had in 2003 from when he came back to Russell Hulk Hogan in the rematch to when he lost to Goldberg. And that it was, he was only there for like four months. Yeah. Like it was only like four months. And it was so incredible him doing like the rock concerts and just, just this arrogant fucking movie star who thinks he's better than everyone. It's just the best character of all time. And Roman Reigns is kind of like taking some of that. And his character now, which is why Roman Reigns is so great right now. But that Rock character is so amazing. But the thing about the Rock character that I love so much was he was he not only was he great on the mic, he put on he made a lot of other wrestlers look good. He um he made Hurricane Helms look like a star. He made Ric Flair look like a star. His last match with Stone Cold Steve Austin is one of my favorite WrestleMania matches. And it wasn't like when him and Hogan fought where it was kind of like planned and like and it was like you know like it was more um hype than everything else because someone brought up a point it was like if you put the whole Hogan Dwayne Johnson rep match on mute it's awful 
But the match with Hogan, or not Hogan, excuse me, the match with Stone Cold and The Rock, his last match was fucking fantastic because mm-hmm. The Rock was putting on a goddamn clinic on how to be a heel. You know, he was just that dude. And again, to you think about Goldberg, Goldberg has zero classic matches under his belt. And for someone who's been, who's looked at it as a Hall of Fame wrestler and isn't in the Hall of Fame, it is in the Hall of Fame, he has no no classic matches, which is befuddling. Uh, that match you had with Brock Lesnar a couple years ago was fucking crazy. It was amazing. It was only like five minutes, but it was fucking like it was incredible good. five minutes. But I was thinking, go ahead, go ahead. Does that include, because again, I, I actually stopped watching wrestling shortly before the Hollywood, like, like around 2001, 2000. And so, but I Goldberg for me is WCW. And Goldberg in the WCW was like, yo, he, he, he was, was he, 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 crazy. So, and then he came to WWE and, and and I don't know how he how he performed there, but he brought that with him. So I could see why he would make it to that. I'm going to put it to you. I'm going to put it to you in... It goes right back down to the creative team. You could have put almost anybody with his size in that same kind of Goldberg role. And as long as you have the same type of thing, was like knock on the door, Goldberg, rah! like you know what I mean. You get no, nah, I disagree. I disagree. Goldberg had like a menace to him. Like it was he had one. He was an incredible athlete, and so. It was um, something. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say no because he ended fucking um, fucking Bret Hart's career. Yeah, he was a bad wrestler. He was an incredible athlete, and so he had a recklessness to him, which helped lead to ending Bret Hart's career. But it was also like something appealing about seeing like this wild man just destroy people. Like they tried to have Ryback do that, right? If y'all remember, they tried to have Ryback do that. Well, Ryback was a shitty person and a shitty wrestler, so there's also and he that. didn't have the charisma that Goldberg had. He didn't have that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you have to. There's a lot that goes. Don't get me wrong. I couldn't run out and do that. Ryback couldn't go out to do that. But there's a lot that went into making Goldberg this person, and a lot of it had yes. to do. Like, but he he's not a good wrestler. He wasn't never really good wrestler. It's like the only time he had any good matches is when you put people in a situation for him to make him look good. It's like when um, what was um, it was like Enzo Amore. I can't remember his the big dude's name. Um, big Cass. Big Cass. Big had Big Cass had a ten out of ten match with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, but it was because Daniel Bryan made him look yeah. good. Brock Lesnar makes everybody look good, and people make Brock Lesnar look good. So there's a two things that go into it. Goldberg makes nobody look good. He also hurts and injures people in his matches. So there, there's a whole class. You know what? We're getting off topic. This has been uh, Ball Black Nerds, the BBBN. Uh, do we have any final, final thoughts, everybody? No, this was great. Can't wait till next week. All right. Until then, I am the knight. And end. So I'm literally just going to call this BBBN and it's just going to be like the blah, blah, blah episode. So like this is like the Batman. Damn it, Wade.